This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Malik Yawmiddin. Allahumma laka alhamdu, wa ilayka al-mushtaka, wa bika thiqatu, wa alayka tuklan, wa la hawla, wa la quwata illa billahi al-aliyu al-azim. رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم لا سهر إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت تجعل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين إن شاء الله تعالى this is a continuation of our tafsir class which usually runs on a Thursday but due to uh, conflicting scheduling, it will be, inshallah ta'ala, on a Wednesday evening from now on. Wednesday after Maghrib. Um, طيب. So, the tafsir uh, of Surah Al-Baqarah, we were at verse 122. And for the past many, many weeks, we were discussing the Banu Israel. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about them at great length in the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, the first juz taqriban. And there is a reason for that because in the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the beginning of mankind, Adam, and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intended Adam and his offspring to become the khulafa of this earth, meaning those that live on it, uh, apply Allah's laws on it, live by uh, the Qur'an, live by the revelation, follow the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and spread truth and justice. And this responsibility fell upon all of mankind. This responsibility fell upon all of mankind, beginning with our father Adam alayhi salam. Inni ja'alun fil ardi khalifa. Now this responsibility, it was spearheaded by, of course, the messengers and the prophets. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah teaches us about a group of people or uh, some people that failed in that responsibility and deviated and some people that succeeded in carrying the responsibility of fulfilling the laws of Allah and living by the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, living as a true Muslim. And an example that was given of someone that lived by it and died by it was Adam. But Allah then said, you guys are not only people, you are communities, you are nations. So Allah told us the story of a nation who didn't live up to this responsibility. A nation that failed in following the Prophet's Fulfilling the commandments and worshipping Allah. And for the past uh, weeks, uh, and in the first uh, juz, Allah speaks about how the Yahud failed in that regard. How they broke the promises they made to Prophet Musa. How they broke the covenant they had with Allah. How they were told to uh, pray and give charity and, and, and help the poor and never commit shirk and have all. And rather they did the opposite of all of those things. And we learned so many promises that they broke, so many uh, uh, errors they fell into, so many blasphemous statements that they've done or said. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about them at great length. Allah spoke somewhat about the Nasara as well. But the Nasara are spoken uh, more in Surah Imran. Allah also somewhat touched upon the Mushrikeen of Quraysh, especially in the final, in the last lesson that we had. So, but mainly, you've learned now why the Banu Israel failed. Because they did not follow 
the, the revelation. And what is the lesson that we're learning there? If you don't want to end up like the Banu Israel, to be considered of those that are, uh, like Allah mentioned in the last verse we did last time, وَمَنْ يَكْفُرُ بِهِ And whoever disbelieves in it, rejects it, doesn't accept it, وَمَنْ يَكْفَ هُمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ They are the losers. They will lose in this life and they will lose in the hereafter. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls the Banu Israel again, like He did in the beginning of the surah, يَا بَنِي Israel. O oh, the children of Israel. And we mentioned many times in our lessons, Israel is Prophet Ya'qub. He was called Israel. So the children of Israel are the children of Ya'qub, the descendants of Prophet Ya'qub. Ya Bani Israel, udhkuru ni'mati allati an'amtu alaykum. O children of Israel, remember my favor which I bestowed upon you. What was this favor? They were sent messengers and prophets. They were given the Torah. They received the guidance. They were forgiven so many times after they committed errors. Remember all these favors upon you. وَأَنِّي فَضَّلْتُكُمْ عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ And that I preferred you over others, Allah says. And this is referring to the fact that the Banu Israel were given the most prophets. And they were given, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, forgave their errors often. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them many messengers. So you have been preferred. You have been given virtue, yet you failed. So, remember there are two Banu Israels. We have the Banu Israel during the time of Prophet Musa. And you have the Banu Israel during the time of Prophet Muhammad. Surah Al-Baqarah is being revealed in Medina, where Prophet Muhammad is having a dialogue and discussing with the Yahud and the Banu Israel of his time. And they're being told, remember the favors that was given to you, to your forefathers, a similar favor has come to you. They received Prophet Musa and the Torah. You have Prophet Muhammad and the Quran. They didn't believe or they rejected or they didn't follow the Torah and Prophet Musa. Don't make the same mistake. Remember Allah's favors upon you. Don't be among those that will lose in this dunya and in the hereafter. And similarly to the Muslims. Don't you dare follow, fall into this mistake. Take the Quran, follow it, follow the Prophet ﷺ and be true believers. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, them, and everyone. وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمًا This is for everyone. وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمًا And fear a day. Fear a day. لَا تَجْزِي نَفْسٌ عَنْ نَفْسٍ شَيْئًا That no person shall avail another. No individual will be able to help another. وَلَا يُقْبَلُوا مِنْهَا عَدْلٌ Nor shall any compensation be accepted for your Errors. You will only have your deeds. You will only have what you worked for. The salat that you prayed, the sadaqah that you gave, the khayr that you've done, this is all you'll have. وَلَا تَنْفَعُهَا شَفَاعًا And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, no intercession shall be any use. No one will be able to intercede on your behalf, unless Allah allows it of course. We believe in a shafa'ah, there will be an intercession for everyone. But only if Allah allows it. And this is very important. We often talk about the intercession. On the day of judgment, Rasulullah will intercede on our behalf. But there are conditions. He will only intercede if Allah allows it. When Allah allows it. He will only intercede on behalf of those whom Allah is pleased with. And he will only intercede when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with. So there are conditions. But generally there is no intercession. Not everyone will get it. So in other words, be afraid of that day, will you be held accountable? How can you protect yourself 
follow the Qur'an, follow the Sunnah, follow the Prophet. Do not make the same mistake that the nation of Bani Israel did. So, there you were given an example of people that failed that you shouldn't. And generally in the Qur'an, what does Allah do? Allah tells us, follow the straight path. Then Allah tells us who did. Okay. Guide us to the straight path. Whose path is that? Those whom you've blessed. Who's your favors upon? And who are those? The prophets, the siddiqs, the truthful ones, the martyrs, and the righteous. So now you've been given not just who, what to follow, but who to follow as well, who to uh, uh, um, be like. Then Allah also tells you, okay, who shouldn't you be like? Don't be like the one whom Allah's anger was upon, like the Banu Israel, for all of their misdeeds. And don't be among those or like those that went astray, like the Nasara, which will be covered in Surah to Imran in more detail. So, it's your responsibility to worry and be afraid of a day when no one will avail for another. And there will be no compensation that you can give to free yourself or save yourself from the hellfire. And no intercession will be of benefit to you unless Allah allows it. And you will not be helped by anyone. It's only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So plant the seeds for tomorrow when? Today. After Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us a, an example of the Banu Israel and spoke about them for so long, now we're going to be told about an individual whom we should follow, whom we are told and commanded to follow. Someone that succeeded. Someone that is now a role model to all of us. And that is Ibrahim alayhi salam. So now the, the following lessons will be about, okay, so now you've learned who not to be. This is who you should be like. Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam is considered among the greatest of the prophets. In fact, after Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam, the scholars say that there is no greater prophet than Ibrahim. One time, one of the companions said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi salam, Ya khair al-bariya, oh the best of creation. Who did he say it to? The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then the Prophet said, Dhaq Ibrahim. Don't say that to me. It is Ibrahim who is the best of creation. Now we know that Prophet Muhammad is the best of the Prophets. But Ibrahim alayhi salam is a very close second. And they are the only two that have been given the rank of Khalil of Allah. Khalil meaning the close companion of Allah Almighty. It was only Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Prophet Ibrahim. Prophet Ibrahim is the only person in the Qur'an whom Allah said to Prophet Muhammad to follow individually. The Prophet is generally told, follow the, those that came before you. Allah said in Surah An'am, after mentioning many, many, many Prophets, there is one verse, a couple of verses in Surah An'am that mention Prophet after Prophet after Prophet, 18 of them at the same, in, in the same verses, 18 of them. Then Allah finally said to Prophet Muhammad, Those great men, those prophets and messengers, they are the ones whom Allah guided. Follow them in their guidance. So Prophet Muhammad is generally told to follow the way of the people that came before him, the prophets. But Allah specifically then picked Ibrahim and said, And it was revealed upon you, or revealed to you, to follow the way of who? Prophet Ibrahim specifically. So he's very special in that regard. And there are many virtues that Prophet Ibrahim had, has. And one of the common reasons why Allah mentioned him, who have we been speaking about all this time? The Yahud and the Nasara. 
and the mushrikeen of Quraysh. So we spoke about the Yehud, we spoke about the Nasara, and we spoke somewhat about the, the Quraysh. The Quraysh revered Ibrahim salam. They believed that, he, that they were following him. They loved Ibrahim. The mushriks. The Nasara, they also love and, and, and revere who? Ibrahim and the Yehud as well. So, here is someone you all have in common. But the truth is, none of you truly follow him. But you all have in common that you respect him. And one of the beautiful things is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave such an honor to Ibrahim, that every single nation and every single ummah and every single religion respect him so much that, that they say, we are the Abrahamic religions. This is an Abrahamic faith. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put him in the heart of every person almost. He is so respected. And this is why Allah mentioned that he is an imam. He is truly an imam. But he is an imam to those who truly follow him. People claim him. The fact that everyone is claiming him shows his virtue. But the truth of him is also revealed. And Allah mentions it in detail. I kept saying in detail Surah Imran. But Allah says, مَا كَانَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ يَهُودِيًّا وَلَا نَصْرَانِيًّا وَلَا كَانَ حَنِيفًا مُسْلِمًا وَمَا كَانَ مِلْمُشْرِكِينَ In Surah Al-Nahl, إِنَّ إِبْرَاهِيمَ كَانَ أُمَّةً Ibrahim is a nation. Ibrahim himself, as a person, Allah calls him a nation. How can one person be a nation? The scholars, they say, there was so much good in him, so much good in him, that it would, to, to, a, to equal that amount of good, you need a whole nation. He was a worshiper of Allah, devout, obedient. Ibrahim alayhi salam is uh, someone whom we should all love, follow, and Learn about his story. His story is, is very detailed in the Quran. He's mentioned in the Quran 69 times. In uh, 25 chapters of the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises him uh, in ways that other prophets have not been praised. Allah took Ibrahim as his close companion. Here you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذِي بَتَلَى إِبْرَاهِيمَ رَبُّهُ بِكَلِمَاتٍ فَأَتَمَّهُنَّ قَالَ إِنِّي جَاعِلُكَ لِلنَّاسِ إِمَامًا قَالَ وَمِن ذُرِّيَّتِي قَالَ لَا يَنَالُ عَهْدِ الظَّالِمِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذِ ابْتَلَى إِبْرَاهِيمَ رَبُّهُ بِكَلِمَاتٍ فَأَتَمَّهُنْ Allah said, and remember, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, mention, and make, make mention, and remember when Allah tested Ibrahim with kalimat, with commandments, فَأَتَمَّهُنَّ and he fulfilled them. Remember when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tried and tested Ibrahim with commandments and he fulfilled them. In Surah Al-Najm Allah says, وَإِبْرَاهِيمَ الَّذِي وَفَّاهِ And Ibrahim the one who fulfilled these commands faithfully. The scholars, they discuss in detail what were these commands. What are these kalimat, these commands that Ibrahim fulfilled. Um, some say it is the whole deen. The whole deen. But then some ulama said, well all the other prophets also fulfilled the whole deen. So why is Ibrahim specifically being mentioned? So it must be something more specific. And Ibn Abbas mentions many different opinions or many different narrations discussing these kalimat. But suffice it to say, Ibrahim fulfilled it. He was commanded, and there are so many. Um, there is a narration that is mentioned by Ibn Kathir, Imam Tabari, and the other Mufassirin. They say, he fulfilled 30 commandments. 30. 10 of them are mentioned in Surah Tawbah. When Allah says, and these basically fulfilled the characteristics of a believer. And what are they? In Surah Tawbah, Allah says, 
And so Allah mentions those who repent, those who pray, those who fast, a list of 10 things. And then Allah mentions in, so that's 10, in Surah Tawbah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah to Mu'minun, another 10. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِلَّغَوِ مُعْرِدُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِزَكَاتِ فَاعِلُونَ وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِفْرُوجِ مُحَافِظُونَ Allah mentions 10 characteristics. Those who have khushu' in the salah, those who turn away from the uh, uh, idle talk, those who give zakat, those who pray uh, and protect their prayer, those, these characteristics. And then in Surah Al-Ahzab, Allah mentions another 10. إِنَّ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْمُسْلِمَاتِ وَالْمُؤْمِنِ uh, being someone that submits uh, charity, Allah mentions. So the ten in Surah Ahzab, the ten in Surah to Mu'minun, and the ten in Surah to um, Tawbah, all were fulfilled by Ibrahim alayhi salam. And this is why Allah is saying he fulfilled the commandments. Some say the commandments he fulfilled, and this is quite interesting, were ten to do with his body, five to do with his head, and five to do with the rest of his body. And these were basically what we call the Sunan, such as. Uh, shortening his shortening his uh, his mustache, uh, growing his beard, um, uh, combing his hair. Um, he was given these instructions that we have in Islam. They started Ibrahim alayhi salam, and with his body, they mentioned, for example, circumcision. The first circumcised himself was Ibrahim. The first person to circumcise himself was Ibrahim alayhi salam, and also uh, um, uh, shaving certain parts of the hair. Uh, 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 the pubic region Basically the, these commandments Or commandments given to him regarding His tahar and his purification And he fulfilled all of them Some ulama they say It is every single command he was given He would do And every single prohibition he would stay away from And what was the most difficult command he was given Who can tell me The most difficult command Prophet Ibrahim was given To sacrifice his son And there's nothing greater or more difficult To do than that and he fulfilled that as well. And Ibrahim was someone that was tested so many times. Whether it was to leave his baby son and Hajar in the desert, a test for him, he believed. And he obeyed. When he was told to sacrifice his son, he believed and he obeyed. When he was told to call to la ilaha illallah to tawheed to the point where he was being burnt, he obeyed. Every single step of the way, he was someone that would obey. And this is why when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when Allah praises Ibrahim, and we will get, we get to, this in Surah Al-Baqarah, we will get there. When Allah says, وَلَقَدْ إِسْتَفَيْنَهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا Allah says about Ibrahim, we chose him in this world. We chose him. وَإِنَّهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ لَمِنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And in the hereafter, he's among the righteous. And now you're wondering, why did Allah choose him? Out of everyone, why did Allah choose What's so special about Ibrahim? We mentioned, of course, all the things that he's done. But Allah subhanahu, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala summarizes it in one beautiful word. Why was Ibrahim chosen? Why is he among the righteous? إِذْ قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ قَالَ أَسْلَمْتِ لَرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ When Allah told him to submit, he submitted to the Lord of the worlds. This is it. You want to know the secret of Ibrahim? He submitted to Allah. Leave your family. I submit to Allah. Salat your son. I submit to Allah. Circumcise yourself. I submit to Allah. Submission. That was what was special about him. True Submission. Allah praises him here and says, When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested his, when Ibrahim was tested by his Lord, with commandments, and he fulfilled all of them. He completed all of them. 
Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a reward says to him, Qala, Allah says, so what happened first? He was tested by these commandments, he fulfilled them. What does Allah say? Inni nasi imama. O Ibrahim, I will make you a leader to mankind. So his reward after fulfilling these commandments, he was made what? A leader to all of mankind. Inni nasi imama. And what does Ibrahim say? Qala, Ibrahim said, Mumin and my children as well. So now Ibrahim is requesting, Oh Allah, don't only make me a leader, but also my children. Also, my children. And by his children, he did not mean just Ismail and Ishaq. He meant his offspring. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَالَ لَا يَنَالُ عَهْدِ الظَّالِمِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, that my covenant and my promise, it does not reach the wrongdoers and the disbelievers. So, the being a leader, being a prophet, being righteous, this is not something, and the imam here is imam of deen, to be a leader in faith, in religion, is not something everyone will get. So Prophet Ibrahim is being told, yes, you made a dua for everyone, but not, not all of your offspring will be like you. Many of them will not be righteous. Many of them will not be what? Even Muslim. We just spoke about all of the Banu Israel's errors and mistakes. Are they not the offspring of Prophet Ibrahim? They are. So, but at the same time, Allah did accept this dua because every, almost every single prophet, if not all of the prophets that came after him were from his offspring. Ismail became a prophet. Ishaq was a prophet. Ishaq's son Yusuf, a Yaqub, was a prophet. Yusuf was a prophet. Musa was from Bani Israel, which was a direct descendant of Ibrahim, was a prophet. Harun, direct descendant of Bani Israel. Yahya, Zakaria, Dawood, Sulaiman, all of these are descendants of Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. So, when he said, when Allah said, I will make you a leader, and he said, and my offspring, did Allah accept this dua? Allah did accept this dua. But he was told, this will not be everyone, because some of the people, some of your offspring, will not be righteous. And there are many of them as well. قَالَ لَا يَنَالُ عَهْدِ الظَّالِمِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, my covenant of prophethood does not include the, 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 the people of disbelief and the wrongdoers. And here you learn something. A, to be a leader in the deen, you need to be a righteous person. And Allah mentions the criteria of righteousness in the Qur'an. Or the criteria of leadership, true leadership in the Qur'an. When Allah was talking about the prophets, Allah said, وَجَعَلْنَاهُمْ أَئِمَّةِ We made them leaders. We made them role models, leaders. يَهْدُونَ لِأَمْرِنَا And they guide towards our cause. They guide towards the deen. لَمَّا صَبَرُوا When they had patience. So, what is the first criteria that you need to be someone that is a leader? To have what? Patience. What will the patience and the sabr help you with? To stay away from sin. Right. So, what can lead to you not being someone that is at the forefront of good? Your sins. What can help you stay away from sins? Sabr. So what does Allah say? We have made them leaders that guide towards our cause when they had patience. This patience helped us stay away from desires. Right? وَكَانُوا بِآيَاتِنَا يُوقِنُونَ And they had certainty in our signs. This certainty 
help them against doubts. The two things that will drag a person down is shahawat and shubuhat, doubts and desires. These two things will drag you down. So someone that has, for example, uh, good certainty in Allah and the deen, he doesn't, his certainty doesn't waver. Alhamdulillah. But he might be struggling with sin. Someone might not be struggling with sin, but they have these doubts in their hearts, and, and this is what's weighing them down. How do you tackle those? Have patience and yaqeen. Work on your yaqeen, work on your patience. If you do that, you end up becoming an imam in the deen. And those that have become imams in the deen, and I'm not talking about prophets, scholars, and people in our past, or in our present, this is what you will find in them. Sabar and yaqeen. May Allah grant us sabar and yaqeen. So, Allah is teaching something to Prophet Ibrahim as well. Just because you asked for everyone, everyone of your offspring to be upon righteousness, that will not happen because the nature of people is some believe, some don't, some obey, some don't. Right? And also, just because they are related to you does not make them righteous. And this is the, the, just because someone is related to a prophet doesn't make him righteous. Was the prophet's uncle Abu Lahab righteous? He wasn't. So it shows you it's not about who you are related to, it's about what you believe in and what you stand for. When Allah tested Ibrahim with these uh, commandments, and we mentioned the commandments are, uh, the, some scholars said it's all of the deen. Some said it was specific commandments given to him. And we know Ibrahim salam is, there's a beautiful hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, Ibrahim was the first to host guests. The concept of hosting guests, taking care of them, giving them from your food, from your water, the first to do it was Ibrahim salam. أَوَّلَ مَنْ إِبْرَاهِيمٌ وَأَوَّلَ مَنْ إِبْرَاهِيمٌ The first who circumcised himself was Ibrahim. And then the, the first person to grow gray beard, or not to grow gray hair, was Ibrahim salam, And he was surprised when it happened to him. And he, said, ya Rasul, ya Allah. he said to Allah, Oh Allah, what is this? His hair turned gray. Oh Allah, what is this? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him, Waqar, ya Ibrahim. It is dignity. It is dignity. This is why it is highly disliked for you to um, um, cut off uh, your hair when it turns gray. Like leave it. Some people, they have one gray hair and they take it out. Don't do it. Leave it. It is dignity. It is waqar. Um, leaving it does not mean you can't change its color. Right? Leaving it does not mean what? You can't change its color. You can't change its color. For the Prophet ﷺ one time, or Prophet Muhammad ﷺ one time, uh, he saw the father of Abu Bakr. The father of Abu Bakr in the conquest of Mecca. And he saw, and it was all white. And the Prophet ﷺ said, change this and avoid black. Change this and avoid black. So it is recommended to change the color, but it's not recommended to do natf of it. Natf is when you take the hairs out, right? Don't do that. But you can color it and uh, you can put henna on it. You can leave it. The options are available to you. Uh, but when Ibrahim first saw uh, his hair turning gray, he asked Allah what it was, and Allah told him, Waqar, ya Ibrahim, and then he made a dua, Allahumma zidni waqara. Oh Allah, increase me in dignity. And truly Allah gave him dignity. So Ibrahim alayhi salam is someone whose story is very inspiring. It is mentioned in the Quran quite a lot. And Ibrahim, you'll find his story. You have Ibrahim with his father, giving da'wah to his father. 
and how his father refused. You have Ibrahim giving da'wah to his community and how his community tried to burn him alive and Allah saved him. You have Ibrahim with the Egyptian king who, to, who almost took his wife but then uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved her. You have Ibrahim building the Kaaba with his son Ismail. And you have Ibrahim being tested by first leaving his son and then later on sacrificing his son. You, uh, he goes through so many, so many trials in his life and the theme is always the same. He was someone who Allah came first in everything. Allah came first in everything. And he was someone that truly submitted to Allah. When Allah tested Ibrahim with commandments, and he fulfilled them and completed them. And then Allah said, I will make you a leader to all of mankind. Again, all of mankind. All of mankind sees him as a leader. Ibrahim alayhi salam. And then he said, Ibrahim, and from my offspring. And Allah said, My covenant and my promise of righteousness and prophethood will not reach the dhalimeen of your offspring. We will all reach the righteous. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, And remember, when we made the house, when you heard in the Quran, Al-Bayt is referring to the Kaaba. When we turned or made the house, a place where people come often to, turn back to Allah. A place where people come and go and come again and go. Isn't that the nature of Mecca? Someone goes for Umrah, goes again for another Umrah, goes for Hajj, thousands of people coming from all over the world. Allah said and remember and mention, when we made the house, the Kaaba, a place, a resort that is often visited. Or, Mathaba comes from the word thawab. Which means reward, a place of reward. And remember and mention when we turned the bait, the Kaaba, into a place of reward, Linnasi for the people, wa amnan and a secure place, a sanctuary. Allah turned or made or legislated that the Kaaba and its surroundings becomes a sanctuary. Meaning what? No one can be harmed there, no one can be killed there. It is a sanctuary to animals, to people, and even to plants. You can't pluck the plants there. So, and also no one can be harmed there. This concept was respected even by Quraysh. The Quraysh, the, the disbelievers of Quraysh, the mushrikeen, the polytheists, they used to respect this. And they would, someone would see the man who killed his own father. And he wants to take revenge, but if he sees him at the Kaaba, he wouldn't look at him twice. He wouldn't even show anger. The sacredness they held for the Kaaba and its surroundings. Something that is not understood by many today. Wallahi, it is sad. How when you read about the kuffar of Quraysh, those who worship other gods besides Allah, who fought against the Prophet, who hated Muslims and Islam, how they sanctified the Kaaba and, and, and this sanctuary and the, and the haram. And today, I remember many, many years ago, I went on a Umrah trip. And there were young folks that were taken from, I believe, London and Birmingham and Bradford for, for Umrah. And they started stabbing each other. They started stabbing each other. They got angry, they fought, and they started stabbing. And the, the, the residents of Mecca, 
they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe because not only have you you have committed a sin against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you've harmed your brother, right? You've done but on top of that, you're doing it here in the haram. If you cannot show sanctity to the bait of Allah, what will you show sanctity to? I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive them and forgive us. Allah says we made the house, the Kaaba, a place where people often come back to, and we made it a place where their people get reward. And then Allah said, وَاتَّخِذُوا And take مِنْ مَقَامِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ مُصَلَّى Take the station of Ibrahim, the place of Ibrahim, as a place of prayer. Here again you see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing dignity and honor to Ibrahim. The maqam of Ibrahim, I'm sure you've seen it. It's in that golden case, right? It is the place Ibrahim stood on when he was building the Kaaba. When he stood on it. And this is known as maqam Ibrahim. He stood on this. It was a rock he stood on. You can see the marks of his footprints. Take the station of Ibrahim as a place that you pray. In tribute to Ibrahim's prayer, Ibrahim's building of the Kaaba, and also of course in worship of Allah the Almighty. So now that's a command. So this is why when we do our tawaf, when we do our tawaf, we pray towards the maqam of Ibrahim. So what happens is if this is the Kaaba, and you have the maqam of Ibrahim here, when you finish your tawaf, you go and you aim your direction of prayer to the station of Ibrahim salam and to the Kaaba as well. If you can. A lot of times it's difficult because of the zahma, meaning the, the, um, the fact that it's so um, busy. So if you can, do it. If you can't, then that's fine. وَاتَّخِذُوا مِنْ مَقَامِ إِبْرَاهِيمُ وَصَلَّى And Allah said, وَعَاهِدْنَا إِلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمُ وَإِسْمَعِيلُ أَنْ طَهِرَ بَيْتِيَا لِلْطَائِفِينَ وَالْعَاكِفِينَ وَالْرُكَعِ السُّجُودِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and we command Ibrahim and Ismail to purify this house. Purify this Kaaba. Purify it. Um, for who? For those who make tawaf around it. And those who do i'tikaf in it. And those who pray in it. So, three things I mentioned here. Purify this house. Build the Kaaba. Purify it from shirk, from idol worship. Single it out to Allah Almighty. For the people that will come and they will encircle it and do tawaf. For the people that will come and, and do i'tikaf and stay in the masjid. And for the people that come and pray. Those who do ruku' and sujood, meaning pray. Ruku' and sujood. Those who make ruku' and sujood. In other words, those who pray. So here, Ibrahim and Ismail are being told, of course they've built the Kaaba. The, the, the following verses will discuss exactly when they built the Kaaba and how Ibrahim Ismail. An ancient discussion that's held is, was Ibrahim the one that initially built the Kaaba or did he own, did he just rebuild it and raise the foundation? Because Allah said, When Ibrahim raised the foundations. And there are hadiths that allude to the fact that he wasn't the first to build it because this place was always a sanctuary, a sacred place of worship. Even, uh, and some ulama say it was Adam who first built it. Some say it was the angels who first built it. But we definitely know Ibrahim built it. The discussion is whether he renovated and rebuilt it and raised its foundation again after it, be- it was forgotten. Or was he initially the first who built it? Then Allah knows best. But Ibrahim and Ismail, they built the Kaaba together and they're being told to purify it for those who do tawaf. So now you learn uh, that among the things that is done at the Kaaba is the circling around, 
the Kaaba, the uqoof uh, or i'tikaf, which is to uh, stay in the masjid, in, in a state of worship, and to bow and make sujood, which is to pray. Why was tawaf mentioned first? Tawaf was mentioned first, then i'tikaf uh, was mentioned second, and then the ruku' and sujood, which is the prayer, was mentioned last. Why was the prayer mentioned last, although it is the most virtuous? So praying is more virtuous than tawaf and i'tikaf. There is nothing more virtuous that you do that than, than prayer. And yet it was mentioned last. Why? Because then, where are we, what are we discussing? We're discussing the Kaaba. And there are certain things that are specific to the Kaaba, such as tawaf. There is no tawaf except at the Kaaba. You can't do tawaf here. You can't do tawaf anywhere. But the Kaaba, so it was mentioned first. Something that can only be done at the Kaaba. Then i'tikaf was mentioned. To stay in the masjid. Something that can only be done in the masjid. Right? Can you do i'tikaf at home? Often every Ramadan, sisters uh, that perhaps cannot come to i'tikaf, they ask this question. Uh, can we do i'tikaf at home? And the answer is no. Why? Because i'tikaf is to stay in the masjid. You, you, can, you can do loads of other ibadat at home, but i'tikaf is specific to the mosques. Then prayer was mentioned, which is you can do where? You can do anywhere. It's for a few places, right? So this is why Allah mentioned tawaf first, then i'tikaf, then ruku' and sujood. But what is this ayah referring to, ikhwan fillah? Allah is telling us, mention and remember and remind. When Allah made the bait, the house, the Kaaba, a place where people gain reward for everyone. And a place of security and sanctuary. وَاتَّخِذُوا And then Allah gave us a command. And some other qiraat say, وَاتَّخَذُوا And they took the maqam Ibrahim as a place of prayer. That would be a statement. They took the maqam Ibrahim as a prayer. وَاتَّخِذُوا Take the maqam Ibrahim as a prayer. Either is fine. So uh, when you go and visit and do Umar or Hajj, ensure you do this so you can fulfill this commandment. وَعَهِدْنَا إِلَىٰ إِبْرَهِيمُ وَإِسْمَعِيلُ We commanded Ibrahim and Ismail عَلَيْهِمُ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ And Tahira Baytiyah to purify this, uh, the, the house, the Kaaba, for the people that will make tawaf for Allah and do i'tikaf for Allah and make ruku' and sujood for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We will continue inshallah ta'ala next week uh, how Ibrahim made dua for Mecca, how Ibrahim raised the foundations of the, of the Kaaba, how Ibrahim made dua for the emergence of Prophet Muhammad. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is one of the du'as of Ibrahim. Uh, Ibrahim will make a du'a a thousand years, or Allah sent among them. After he builds the Kaaba and people reside, or Allah sent among them a prophet. Who's that du'a? That du'a is Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And we'll continue on why Ibrahim was so special, why he was a leader. And what is the lesson here? For pages and pages and pages, Allah discussed a people that failed to uphold the commandments of Allah. Don't be like them. Then Allah gives you an example of one man whom Allah is testifying, he didn't only fulfill it in the best way possible. He fulfilled, he went beyond, right? This is who Ibrahim was. He went out and beyond for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the example with a capital T to the point where our Prophet, who is the best of the best, is being told, take Ibrahim alayhi salam as an example. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among those that are resurrected with Ibrahim alayhi salam and Prophet Muhammad. Make us among those that follow him and follow his footsteps. Make Allah among those that submit and fulfill the commandments of Allah. I include here, inshallah ta'ala. Barakallahu feekum wa hadha wa akhir da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.
This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.